Welcome to the 15 Minutes of Faith podcast with your host, Kay Thompson. Be encouraged today and get the faith boost you need to help elevate your trust and belief in God to perform miracles in your life. Jesus is alive. Are you ready for your faith dose? Join Kay now. Well, hello and welcome to 15 Minutes of Faith. My name is Kay Thompson. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are glad, ecstatic that you are joining us today. We give God all the praise and all the glory for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Listen, I bless you right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm so glad that you're joining us right now. You can check me out online at kthompson.org. There you You can listen to our podcast, follow our ministry, and join us for the Next Level Prayer Line every Tuesday at 6 a.m. You can go to my website for details. All right, are you following me on Facebook or Instagram? Check me out. You can follow me under K Thompson, or you can go to Instagram. It's at K.R. Thompson. And I'm excited to share with you what I believe the Lord would have me to say to you today. You know, a lot is going on. We are praying for our nation, for our world. There's so much happening with the virus that's going around. And we just want to plead the blood over your life today that you would be safe, that no disease would come nigh your dwelling. That's right. We're pleading the blood over all of your family members, all of your possessions. God would bless you in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That is in Psalms 91. He's your refuge and he is your fortress. He will deliver you. In verse 10 it says, there shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. He's given his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. That's verse 11. Verse 15 says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. All right. I read to you some verses out of Psalm 91, but I just want to encourage you today. And the title of the message today is called Be Restored. And it's coming from Joel, the first chapter, and also Joel, the second chapter. We have a few verses that we're going to be looking at in both of those chapters. All right. So be restored is the name of the message. And I'm going to read to you Joel one and four, which says that which the palmer worm hath left hath the locust eaten and that which the locust hath left hath the canker worm eaten and that which the canker worm hath left the caterpillar hath eaten. How do you feel about that? It's like as soon as you get something, it gets eaten, right? How many of you feel like that? And then you may have had a little bit left over from that, but then as soon as you grab that which is left over, something else comes up. And then you got a little change from that, and then something else comes up, right? It's like getting a paycheck, and you pay one bill, and then as soon as you pay the bill, the car breaks down. And so 
So you pay the car repair, and then as soon as you pay the car repair, something else happens. This is what you call just decimating what you have been basically given, that as soon as you get it, it's like the money goes right back out. But listen, today's message is called Be Restored, and I'm going to help you and show you some ways that you can receive restoration. So let's go a little bit further to Joel, the second chapter. Joel chapter two, verse 12 says, Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. Verse 13. And rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Verse 14 says, Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God. Verse 16 says, Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breasts. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Verse 17 says, Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to another, to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, where is their God? Verse 18, then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. Verse 23, be glad then ye children of Zion and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. All right. And so right now we're going to talk about ways that we can be restored. Some of the steps in these particular verses that will help us to be restored. And the first one I want to look at is a simple word called turn. And you see that in verse 12, where it says, therefore also now saith the Lord, turn ye to me with all your heart. And we're going to stop right there. Turn, turn means to reverse from what you are doing and face God. You know, when you turn or when you run, from God, your back is to him. I heard a preacher say your back is to him and therefore you're not really facing God. And a lot of us need to face now some of the things in our lives that we know we are not quite doing that is pleasing God. Amen. We need to turn, do an about face because evil pushes God away or sin pushes God away. And we know that even as believers, we've got some habits. Amen. We've got some things that we may be doing that that are not really pleasing to God. I can even confess that in my own life, but look, it's about restoration. It's not about pointing fingers, about saying who, what you did, when you did it, or who you did it with. It's about turning now, changing your mind, turning the direction and going back to what the Lord wants us to do. So number one, he's telling us in his word to turn to make an about face, to reverse from the things that we're doing and to do what pleases him the most. Amen. He also tells us number two, to fast. And that is also found in verse 12. It says, after you turn with all of your heart, he says with fasting. Okay. Now fasting is a really sacred thing that believers do. They either abstain from food 
or from other pleasures and they take more time to focus on God because when things that you love, you know, are removed from you for a moment, you've got to fill in that gap, right? And fasting is a wonderful way to connect closer to God because you'll find that you can't have that burger, you know, or you can't go on social media or, you know, you can't watch television because you've decided to put that pleasure to the side and fill in that time with more of God and the closer you are to God, the more time you spend with him, the more he reveals to you his secrets, his mysteries, his will for your life. And so again, that's what fasting does, whether it's fasting from the telephone, fasting from, again, social media, fasting from food, water. You know, you might want to fast from meats. You might want to fast from candy or sweets. Uh, We tell children a lot who, when we do a corporate fast at our church, we often tell kids, you know, if you can't fast from food, fast from your iPhone or your your music or YouTube or, you know, social media. And so fasting is a great way to remove ourselves from our own personal pleasures and focus on God. The third thing I want to talk about is weeping. All right, weeping. And that's also found in verse 12. A lot of these are in verse 12. The next one is also in verse 12. It says, turn ye to me with all your heart, with fasting and with weeping. Weeping is a way that we express our grief, our sorrow, or any overpowering emotion. And we do this by shedding tears. You know, God gave us tear ducts, didn't he? He gave us tear ducts so that we could release those emotions, the grief, the pain that we are feeling by weeping. The shortest scripture in the Bible is Jesus wept found in John chapter 11, verse 35, two simple words, Jesus wept, turn with weeping, which expresses your emotion about the things that we may not have been doing that were pleasing God. This is how we can be restored because restoration is about bringing something back to where it needed to be. Amen. Have you ever seen someone restore a piece of furniture? I can remember my mother who would go to the different antique places and buy old furniture that the wood was kind of worn out and dulled and she would take it and strip off any old varnishes that were on it and sand it down and then restore it and it looked brand new. This is what happens when we turn, when we fast, when we weep. And then number four, also coming from verse 12, when we mourn, because mourning is that conventional show of sorrow. It shows our feelings or expressions of sorrow or grief. You know, one of the ways that you can show that you're mourning is if if someone passes away that you love and you go to the funeral, people show their mourning by wearing black. In the Bible days, they would mourn for 30 days and cover their head. Mourning showing that something has gone from you, something has left from you. And, And although it may or may not have been good for you. You're going through a separation and you will mourn things that you have been accustomed to, that you have been used to. Amen. That you have all these years, they have been a part of your life. And then once they're separated from you, you can mourn. You will mourn over it. You will have separation feelings. You will have feelings about this thing when you are separated from it. And so mourning is expressing those signs of grief. All right. And this is a way to get restored because once the mourning period is over, you can begin to experience restoration. And then the fifth one I want to talk about is called rend. Rend. In verse 13, he says, and rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the Lord your God. The custom was that when someone was mourning in the Bible days, or, you know, even in many lands now, they would tear their garments. They would rip them apart. And that would show that they were grieving and that they were mourning. Remember in the book of Esther, when Mordecai found out about the decree that Haman 
made to kill all the Jews. He went about the city weeping and mourning and he tore his clothes and he rent his clothes or he ripped them apart with force or violence to show his grief. And Esther sent him a new set of clothes and he refused to put on those clothes because he was making a statement. He was showing that he was in severe grief. And one of the ways that he showed this grief was to tear apart his garments. But Joel is saying here, don't tear your garments, rend your heart. The heart is the issue that God is dealing with because restoration comes when our heart is shifted. And when our heart is shifted, then all of these things can come to pass. When our heart is changed, when we do an about face, there is a shift that happens in our hearts. And God wants to restore all those things that we have lost, things that the palmer worm and the canker worm and the, you know, the caterpillar and the locust have eaten all of the things that have been pulled from us. God is saying, I want to restore those things to you in abundance, overflow. Hallelujah. Because he goes on to say, if we go and we turn and we fast and we weep and we mourn, and we rend our heart and not our garments. If we are genuine, then he says in verse 18 that he will be jealous for his land. He will be Elkanah, which is jealous. And when God is jealous for you, nobody will be able to touch you. And he will restore those things that have been lost and will give you even more. Why? Because verse 23 says, Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he have given you the former rain and the latter rain moderately. He will come down and cause for you the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Meaning that when all this takes place, when we turn, when we fast, when we weep, when we mourn, and when we rend our hearts, he will gather us together and give us abundance, rain upon rain upon blessings. He will restore, he says in verse 25, all those years, the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you, he will restore those things that have been lost. Do you need something restored in your life? Take an assessment over your life right now. Look and see if there's something that you need to turn from. Fast and see what God is saying to you in this hour. Maybe we were going in a different direction and God wants us to fast so he can put us back in alignment. Weep, show God that you are genuinely sorry. Shed those tears that show that true emotion mourn. Let him know that even though, God, you're removing some things from me, I may be having separation anxiety, but God, I know that without the mourning, I really can't get over that thing. But once I release it and let it go, separate myself, rend my heart from it and not my garments, that you will gather me together and that you will gather us together and bless us like never before. And we will forget all of that which we have lost because the blessings will be so great that we won't even focus on what we didn't have. Oh, that sounds so wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. And God is going to do that for you. On the other side of this coronavirus pandemic, God is blessing and he has got something great for you and he's going to bless you even through it. No plague shall come to your house in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for listening to 15 Minutes of Faith. Check Kay out online at kthompson.org. Connect on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. 
at K Thompson. And remember, you are destined for a miracle because with God, all things are possible. It's your grace. The 15 Minutes of Faith podcast is brought to you by K Thompson Ministries and Destined for a Miracle Enterprises. Music on the 15 Minutes of Faith podcast is by True, produced by EDOT.